0: Roger.
1: Okay, I think it's pulling the wrong one. I'm just. Okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the. Okay, don't hold it by so tight. Okay. that right? Stand right? Hi! Welcome to the podcast. This is how it's gonna start. Oh my god, we started? Did we start? Did we start? Did we started? Hey everybody! Hey, settle on in. Grab a porch and slap on a drink, a beverage and settle into the Windy Zone here on Live to, Tap, Live to Tap, a.k.a. Live to Tap, a.k.a. the Executive Buffet, also known as Daddy's Big Red Truck, where all the kids get to touch that thing in the museum that's covered in grime, because it's the only thing you touch, you know? You know, you go to the museum, there's that piece of the museum where it's like, interact with this, this display, and it's covered in touch. <laughs> it's covered in touch. Thousands of years of touch, of hands that have, not been washed before and after lunch touching the interactive display at the museum that you go to once a year and it's pretty damn fun actually but it's not about the museum it's about the leaving the classroom and getting on the bus and just being out in the world testing the boundaries of the chaperone that kind of stuff that's That's where you you are right now everybody Everybody. daddy's Daddy's big big red truck he's a pretty good driver but he's not a great driver he just likes to drive crazy and fun because he likes the kids to have a good ass time You know what I mean? Have a good-ass time here with me, Kevin Tipcorn, also known as Jason Pepperhouse, but best known as your boy here, Johnny Pemberton, on Live to Tape. Great episode for you today. It's a real smoke-shot killer we got today. Great guest. I'll announce him right before I announce him, okay? Otherwise, you should know that check check out out. the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash live to tape. At patreon.com slash live-to-tape. There's all kinds of extra goodies on there. There's a lot of music mixes you can't get anyplace else. Uh, Tons of them. I think you have access to all of them if you sign up now. And uh, there's all, all kinds of secrets on there and cool hidden closets with small little square doors that you think like it should be a a a long door but it's a square door like an advent calendar it's that kind of shit it's like Like an an advent advent. calendar so check us out come on down it's the best way also uh you get merch access you get access to some merch that's why i'm selling it now because some of the stuff is just i can't make enough of it for the general public nor do i want to i rather just sell it to the people who the, the true heads you know what i'm saying so that's available on Patreon. Also at a discount, okay? So get yourself a discount. Patreon.com slash live to okay. Also, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I have some live show dates. I mean, for now I do, unless something crazy happens, which is, we know now, Anything, can, anything can happen at any time because the simulation loves to make us laugh by being like, hey, I bet you didn't think this would happen, and it does. So, with that being said... I'll be <clears throat> <clears throat> in June. I'll be in Portland uh, at Helium with my friend Barry Rothbart. We're doing one night. That's June 13th in Portland, Oregon. Check it out. I don't know if it's even on the calendar yet, but we we just figured that date out. Also, we'll be the next day, June 14th, we'll be in Arcata. Uh, we're not sure where just yet. We'll be in Arcata. It's that cool town in Northern California come come on by. Also, I'm putting together a bunch of shows for July. We don't have hard dates for those yet, but expect, if you live in the southwest, the lower, not so west, southwest, the mid-southwest, or uh, if you live anywhere around there, we'll be there, okay? And also, and, and if you do, and if you do, October, late October, I think I'll be in... Um, Good old Austin, Texas, for a whole weekend at the newly minted Creek and Cave. I don't know the exact dates just yet, um, but I will. You'll know. And I'll probably be some other places in Texas around that time. Probably like you know Dallas, probably Fort Worth, probably uh, San Antonio. Probably those places for sure. So check it out. I can't believe it. I did stand up for the third time in a year uh, a few days ago, and I gotta say it felt it almost felt like like it used to feel the first two shows were they weren't miserable they were just like wow this is this is uh this is feels weird it feels strange i didn't feel comfortable i didn't feel like i was in my body but you know what i'm getting back by the time you see me live in those places it's going to be a goddamn firework factory on fire okay i promise it's gonna be like a a spring that's been tightly coiled for a year getting unleashed in your face except it's not a metal spring it's like made of like a special material that can give pressure without causing injury i don't know what that would be like a magical knife or something like that that's what it's gonna be so be sure to mark your calendar and to get your click finger (laughs) ready to click on those tickets yeah get your click finger ready okay uh Everything else is you gotta know is uh, check me out on YouTube. I'm doing more stuff with YouTube now that I've been uh, severely inconvenienci- inconvenienced <laughs> due to the uh, the uh, severely conservative, fascist-like policies of a website that sounds like Switch but starts with a T. Um, we don't know what's gonna happen with that still just yet, but either way, it's uh, it's not great, and I don't love it so there you know there you know <laughs> I mean to say what do you know and I said there you know it's like what do you know what do you know there you go okay what do you know there you go youtube.com slash just my nipples that's youtube.com slash just my nipples please now begin your um. start jangling the ice in your drink because we have a great podcast here with a uh, this guest has eminence I think I've never used that word before I think I've never said that word out loud, eminence. It's a great word. It just came to me just now. I know what it means. If you don't know what it means, then that's going to be cool for you to look it up. This guy says eminence. I want you to just enjoy this wonderful conversation with the immensely and uh, infinitely effervescent Jared Goldstein. Jared! want to miss a thing. I mean, what you said is your favorite song in the whole world.
0: I'll say that Armageddon. Okay. So I tell everybody that my favorite movie is the Shawshank Redemption, but it's really Armageddon.
1: It's called the Shawshank Redemption. I think so. I always thought it was called just Shawshank Redemption. I think
0: it's the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> it's like Shawshank D the Redemption.
1: Hey, thanks for being here, Jared. Thanks for having me. Comedian, actor, Jared Goldstein joins us live from a very uh, well-appointed well, well minimalist room that's getting some great light.
0: Honestly, same to you, the, the, the lamp, the wall, the wall hanging, the mic, that's a real mic.
1: Yeah, it's a real mic, but I mean, I deserve it. You do, Yeah, you have <laughs> you're a real worth mic. it.
0: Yeah, um, a, a, a nice man on the internet bought this for me. Really, what for? Truly at the start of, of the pandemic, I think it was maybe a little bit white guilt, maybe a little bit of uh, horniness. And he said, is there anything that I can get for you? And I and I was like, are you offering me something? And then he was like, is there anything you need like for your comedy? And I was like, wow. uh, I could use a ring light and a microphone. And he Venmo'd me right then and there.
1: This is just a random person, like a fan?
0: Truly random. Like, I mean, I guess a fan That's feels so generous, cool. but- I mean, he just, he, someone that, I think he likes to support the arts.
1: Okay. He's a patron? Yeah.
0: He's a patron of the arts. Yeah. That's I don't even have a Patreon and I have patrons.
1: That's funny. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think that feeling was around a lot at the beginning of the pandemic is people just wanted to help. And sometimes yeah. it just meant like, hey, can I just, can I give you some money for yeah. no reason? Why? Look, then, I get it. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: I Venmo for my own sort of like sense of like, diligence and helpfulness all the time so
1: yeah it comes in it goes out just as easily i feel like if you if you do it enough right
0: definitely definitely yeah man
1: i used well, to like
0: uh read the secret and a bunch of other like toxic positivity is the secret toxic? Bibles. well only in the sense that it's like if you're struggling that's yeah. all in your mind and it's your okay fault. And if you want to be rich, you just got to think rich. There's no obstacles but your mind. Um, But there is one good thing about the one thing I retained from all of those thoughts and thinkings and teachings is set up a monthly donation from your account so you don't have to think about it. And that way you are at all times like an outward giving source in that sure. way you can be grateful and giving and worth receiving.
1: That's a good idea. I haven't thought about that actually. Yeah. Even though it's so it's like giving giving on autopilot kind of.
0: Totally. Yeah.
1: Man. I have that for savings, but not for a donation.
0: Yeah, set one up. Even if it's just like $10, 5, 10 bucks. Yeah. Monthly donation, boom.
1: I gotta do it. Yeah. What else is going I'll on? I'll send you me? my Venmo. <laughs> okay, yeah. You'll be you'll be my uh my donation be- client.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I'll send you. I don't know if I, five bucks a month. It seems like that's so little, but also it's I so guess little. It, it's it's a little so thing. little. So you don't read yeah. those books anymore? The secret? You feel like that's a. I just got into one recently. That's very much this. It's all the same thing, you know. At some point, it's all yeah. just the same thing. But I just got into one recently, so I'm back in that mode of, um, like the the positive thinking mode.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's extremely helpful to people and it was extremely helpful to me. Like I started reading it when I was a freshman in college, I was like, not out yet, just about to come out. Like my whole child actor career had burned up and I was like in a really low place and it helped, it helped pull me out. But, but I'm, I'm someone who's already neurotic and already afraid of my brain. And the idea that like, every bad thing is my fault because I was overthinking in a negative way mm-hmm. is really stressful and scary. Yeah, I see what you're so saying I had to let that go.
1: Yeah, that, that, I, think that, I think when I read some of those books, I think about, um, I hate to say normal person, but maybe someone who doesn't like have a job where they're always <gasps> thinking about what they're saying. Oh,
0: okay. I wasn't recording until just now.
1: Okay, that's okay. That's okay.
0: I'm so sorry. It's okay. We oh god. We didn't. Okay. It's,
1: it still sounds really good from you. Okay. So all of a sudden, right now, it'll just sound really good.
0: All of a sudden, look at that. Yeah, it'll sound like yeah.
1: exceptionally good, even though it does sound really good already. So I'm, okay. I'm not worried about it. Um, but yeah, those books, I feel like it's like a thing where I think it, it makes some of the, some of them make sense for people who have a really. Uh, it's so hard to say it without being like like putting someone down for (laughs) just wanting something really simple. I think there's something so complicated about doing comedy or acting and stuff like that, where it's like a thing where you're almost like galvanizing the thing instead of trying to get it away.
0: Yeah. And I, there's such a parallel with acting. It's so fucked. Like acting is such a little mind game and I'd love to talk to you about it because you're good. You're very good at it. It can Um, be.
1: It's at times
0: right but don't you yeah it's like it's like i can be great at acting i can also be horrific and it's a it's like this is what i when i was a kid i started performing when i was 11. i was really no i grew up in new york i grew up on long island so i would commute into the city and Mm -hmm. and audition and do musical theater and stuff um and when i started i was a singer And I only started acting because I was very apparently good at singing and (laughs) I liked it and I liked working on singing because it felt, it felt, you know, like, like almost like, like any sport. It was like, it's a physical muscle. You work on it. Yeah. You know exactly how to work on the train and do the thing. And with acting, it's not like that. It's like, it's your brain, it's your heart. It's like, it's so nebulous and amorphous. amorphous.
1: That's the word amorphous for sure.
0: You can't just like train for acting in the same way that you can like do stretches and work out. And um, so for me, as someone who again, can like panic and overthink, it's so easy for me to just like fall out of the pocket of how to act and then fall right back into it. But then again, fall back out of it. I have no trust of acting. It's so fucking.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's uh, one of those things where, uh, especially now, I think it's harder because it's like a thing where if you're not it's so much harder to get into a zone if you don't if you're not surrounded by the things that are, are reinforcing that like if like doing an audition on tape is so much different than doing it in the room because you don't have any pressure you're not reading with someone live necessarily there's always things that are different and auditioning already already is different enough from actually acting that it's there's like such a big discrepancy that so to judge different. someone based on an audition is kind of inherently unfair because it's not the same thing mm-hmm and then to judge someone based on an audition they're doing alone over Zoom or something is even more, it's even a further breach from the actual yeah. thing mm-hmm. that it's like, it really puts you in your head and put, or puts you, I guess, out of your head. I feel like it's, for me, it's like so hard to kind of know where you, where you are. You don't have any, like, um, you can't feel anything. Nothing. Yeah. That's
0: why in every tape I make, I give myself some little, like, I'm constantly fussing with a backpack, fussing with a, with a, a cup. I'm like, just, some give, business? Me, just business? give me some damn business.
1: <laughs> give me business. Give me a break. Give uh, me the business. i am got trouble for creating too much business at times where I'm just like, I want to do so much stuff where it's almost like the scene is second to me making sure I have tape on each of my fingers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I've no, done I literally do the times. same thing. Yeah. I
0: do the same exact thing. I'm like, the scene is secondary. It's the only way sometimes. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. how often in your life are you ever standing and not sitting um, with nothing in your hands, nothing around you? You're not even yeah. leaning. You're not perched in any way. um, And talking to one person, let alone specifically talking to no people, because when you're auditioning, you're not talking to anyone. It's like that never happens. So it's so, Inherently and obviously wrong to your body to yeah. just stand perfectly tall and talk at nothing, so to just you know give yourself a little you know give me a pen. give me a, give me a muffin.
1: Like anything. Yeah. Like a, a little little matchbox car, maybe?:
0: Totally. Oh my God. that would I mean, just the, the inner life that that would unleash the matchbox car.:
1: Oh the, all the memories of childhood.
0: Just start weeping. you think about your father. <laughs> yeah, you know.
1: can you do the automatic weep you probably can right i can you can do like the the bryce dallas howard muscle weep
0: yes and here's what's frustrating mm-hmm. is like i'm i can do that but also i'm not that good at acting like they are two separate <laughs> skills so the they thing definitely is like are. they definitely are separate yes things.
1: people have trouble realizing that's a thing where you can actually just train yourself to cry and you'll feel something because your body is in that state but you're not actually it's almost like uh, yeah. going up a flight of stairs.
0: Totally. Oh, Here's the thing. That, but. I can do both. I can cry and I can weep, but I can't convince you that I'm like a relaxed heterosexual. <laughs> so like there's, Wait, I don't, you don't have it doesn't problem, matter. Right?
1: Are people trying to hire you to be a relaxed heterosexual? Unfortunately, yes. Really? Yes. I would think the opposite. I would think it'd be like, cause you, you have a, a very, Obvious vibe, I feel like, and that mm-hmm. is something where why would you want to go against the grain? Go against it,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, I, guess wouldn't want, I wouldn't I wouldn't want all, you to. It's for me, like, I mean, I, I'm getting to a place where Relaxed I feel better about things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, that's like a title of a book, The Relaxed Heterosexual, <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like they give it to you in the, the conversion camp, Jared. I like you, taking exactly. Place. It's called The Relaxed Heterosexual, and just um, flip through it. Tell me your thoughts. There's a lot of photos in there. If something comes to mind, just go with it.
0: Put it under your pillow. Osmosis.
1: <laughs> the relaxed um, heterosexual.
0: Yeah. So it's like if you can't do that, they won't yeah. let you even try to do the things that I can do. So it's it's a bit of a we we have we have an obstacle to kind of mm. to surmount. But
1: when you say we, um, you mean like actors or you your type.
0: I guess. Yeah. I mean, I meant me, but we make sense because I think, yeah, that's the thing. It's like the things that I feel are not like unique. Um, It's Mm -hmm. being like being I'm I'm Asian, but I'm half Asian. So like it's been challenging to be in, in a family. It's unless casting around yeah. me has to change or they need to explain something mm-hmm. um like you can't just drop me in minari and just kind of like let that be and you yeah. also can't just have me be in a white family without everyone going something something's going on there yeah um, that's interesting i think so that.
1: that's that's kind of it's harder in a way because it's yeah there is that ambiguous aspect to it yeah. so damn
0: yeah and then and just and then all the normal stuff. It's like I'll, I'll show up for an audition and it there'll be like seven Asian guys with short hair and then me and it's like I'm not quite what you're looking for if that's the case. Like the guy but who's then, like
1: the the stereotypical kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. And
0: uh, and then it's like when it comes to gay too, it's like that's a nightmare too because it's like how many times will I audition for like like office faggot demon. <laughs> And it's like, oh I'm my just, God. <laughs> I'm not the guy. I'm just uh, not, I try, I try. I give it my uh, best every time, every single time I, I will, I will look at the female protagonist and I will go, you need to lose weight you fucking bitch. Uh, or like whatever they wrote on the page, right. it's, 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 oof, it is, it is problematic. Did you think comedy yeah. is pro- can be problematic? It's like these sides we get, I'm like, this is, oh, I gotta say this, someone's I gonna share. make a gif out of this.
1: Yeah, there's some of them where I have a few people I will send pictures of some of the stuff I get. I'm like, I can't believe that someone actually wrote this and it got disseminated to people they don't know. Like it's so terrible. Oh my god, I read this line last night or something. I can't say what it is, but <laughs> I mean, one of the lines was for this. It's for like a like a like a drama uh, thriller movie. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, and. The line is, uh, he held the trump card of all trump cards, (laughs) which is like, that is directly and immediately redundant in one sentence. The trump card of all trump cards. You can't have, it's like he held the ace of spades that was the ace of spades of ace of spades. (laughs) Like what the fuck? It was even in bold? (laughs) Stuff like that where you're- Oh
0: my God. All the explaining of how to say things written into the sides. Oh, my God. So
1: many parentheticals. Listeners, if you don't know what a parenthetical is, it's when above the line beneath the name of the character, there is a, in in parentheses, is like an emotion, like quickly or with anger or shocked, which is all stuff that's, um, you know, the actor, you infer from contracts and you make a decision on how to portray the character. And this is just like, "We we we did that work for you. We got you yeah <laughs> we got you um you can like let me fuck we this up you. for you yeah I'll, like
0: I'll, I'll i'll i can screw this up all on my own i don't need you getting in my head to help me screw this up right that's what i feel when i read those but um but yeah so it's like sometimes you'll i'll, I'll get things that are specifically gay but it's in a way that like is just like triggering and upsetting and then i'll get things that are like specifically straight that are like triggering and upsetting and i know that this is like it's the onus is on me at this point to like Mm -hmm. work through that and to get over it and to kind of like self-actualize and be able to like to do this or not Mm -hmm. um and i'm working on it but it's all i I mean i have to admit that it's difficult and every it's i'm i'm never I'm never a relaxed heterosexual. I'm always like, am I either proving to you, am I successfully hiding that I am gay or am I performing my gayness in a way that I feel comfortable with? And I'm like always locked in that that spectrum. It's never just like an outward performance. Sometimes it can be, but it, you know.
1: Sometimes I feel like that stuff, the best way to approach it is to just ignore what their instructions are. Yeah, because I think a lot of times, the instructions are meant for the, they're meant for the dumbest person who's going to encounter that. So like, it's like baby talk almost, or it's something where they say that they think they want that, but really, they just want an authentic version that's, that's somewhat like that. And then when they see like you do, which you do, which is kind of like, it's, you know, there's some areas that you're hating of what they ask for, but it's not, most of it's not, cause it's, it's you, cause you can't, you're an authentic person. I think that, that to me, I think is always works the best than trying to cater to like the specific, the very specific character description.
0: Totally. I had a really great acting teacher um, who told me, who told the class, he was like, you are more interesting than any character you could come up with. Yeah. And that was like such a relief because I just, you get these character bios and they're like insane. They're like, this man is smart, but he doesn't, he doesn't show off. Okay. He's so, he's the most handsome man in the world,
1: but, but,
0: but he looks like your brother. And <laughs> he is fearless, no fear, but he's shakable. And you're just like, wait, what? Like, how do I, I how do I deliver this for you? children
1: um but runs a daycare
0: <laughs> yeah
1: the best of like the ones you see where it's um michelle 24 hot
0: oh god <laughs> hey hey submit me let me
1: get I in there i remember reading a pilot one years ago for some multi-cam pilot it was like um like samantha uh 25 comes out in michael's uh rangers jersey una- unaware how hot she is <laughs> soaking wet
0: in a, wearing nothing but a rangers jersey
1: <laughs> whoa yeah that stuff is crazy i feel like it's become less and less though
0: i i yes it's getting better in certain mm-hmm. ways but it's also as as cuckoo as ever in others. some of the breakdowns that i'm getting now there was i got a breakdown the other day that sh- like in terms of like instead of so they no longer say all ethnicities they now yeah, just they don't, do they? essentially list every country
1: are you serious?
0: There were like 17 countries. What? I'm like, why are you even, it was bonkers. I could wow. not believe what I was reading.
1: That's so, in the character description they mentioned, this character could have ethnic designation from these following countries.
0: Yeah. Also, and one of the, th- one of the, one of them was white. It was like it was like a capital B black next to a lowercase W white next oh. to and then the further they got they were like they just get more specific and then it's like Southeast Asian and then it just fully went into just names of countries.
1: Jeez,
0: like just latitude and longitude at this point. Like That's just insane. let everyone like why do you even have to say any? Just let everyone audition. Like what? yeah,
1: who gives a it's shit? And, a weird. Unless it's something incredibly specific, like it's a biopic about. Pol Pot, you probably want to. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it doesn't really matter then. And
0: I'm gonna pretend to know who Pol Pot is.
1: Oh, he's the the head of the Khmer Rouge who killed you know millions of Cambodians. He's like, you know, one of the top ten evil people of the past hundred years.
0: Hate that guy.
1: He's a bad guy. I mean, even the name sounds bad. Pol Pot. Pol Pot. Pol Pot.
0: Mm-hmm. I've never
1: seen the Killing Fields. I've always I've always I've wanted to see it, but I feel like it's probably too emotional.
0: Mm. I just exactly. finished Succession. I'm very late. Oh, okay, and that's cool to be late to that. I that love it.
1: Yeah, you know,
0: it's hard. It's always hard to get into things that that are so of the moment and popular.
1: It's impo- I can almost never do it because yeah. all it takes is two people who you can't stand talking about it and having the same <laughs> opinion that you have. It's like, but I feel that's oh,
0: I know. It's so sad. It's like we're so desperate to feel unique, and it's like if the internet has taught us anything, it's like were so similar in so many ways and that should that should be relaxing i should i should soak that in and let Mm -hmm. that be but somehow like my ego and my pride wants to be like no i i'm not gonna watch succession because you told me to watch it okay i'm gonna watch it when i'm ready and guess what i invented succession
1: yeah i just found yeah it's definitely this last stuff where it feels like people um i remember waiting early on the pandemic i went to pick up some like a pizza and it was back when like you know, you were scared to touch anything. So you didn't know what the fuck was gonna happen. Yeah, I remember hearing overhearing these guys it took it took a long time to wait because I got there too early. Hearing these guys talk about the show. And I was just dying inside because I'm thinking like, like, uh, just, I don't know, like hearing them talk about it was like they were um Like that was their that was the, their point of view was, you know, what? I'm crazy. But I think this it's like, <laughs> everyone does. That's the entire point of the show. Yeah. like Because you think like, like, she's got a nice ass. Like, well, yeah. Siobhan everyone,
0: really, yeah. really does.
1: <laughs> i two. the who thinks that.
0: Wow. I mean, she really found her look and stuck to it. And that's something yeah. that, I, that I love to see when somebody, like, I think for Siobhan, she was like, I need a turtleneck. I need high-waisted pants with a mm-hmm. wide leg. And I need a jacket. I also need this asymmetrical Bob. And then every scene I'm in, I'm going to be wearing some version of that. And maybe five, 10 seconds into the scene, I will remove the jacket.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's
0: every time she's on camera in the second season. And it's incredible. Well,
1: yeah. Well, dad, I don't, you wouldn't well, you would, you would want meat. Yeah, I would Dad, are you serious? Because I'll, I'll go there. I mean, really?
0: <laughs> she sounds exactly like Sabrina Jalisse. Do you ever notice that?
1: I don't know who that is. It's a cool name, though. Sabrina, Sabrina Jalisse is, is a
0: comedian, actor, star um a star same speaking voice i i i imagine if you if you saw a picture you'd be like oh yeah we were on a show together at ucb once okay uh, 10 years ago i
1: think i do know her yeah i mean yeah that's because isn't that because some of those actors are non-american so i was thinking about this a while ago and i feel like i haven't talked about it with anyone this about this for a long time but you know how uh everyone's so great on the show i think the reason they're able to, their characters are so good a lot of times is because of the fact that they're not American. So when they're doing an American accent, they're already doing a character. Mm. It's like if I do an Australian accent, ah. I'm, instantly I'm like, oh, I'm Australian here, down by the beach. This is what I. So It kind of activates you. Yeah, so they already have something to do. It's like putting a nose on or having a wig, except instead of it being anything like that, it's just an accent, even though to us it sounds real normal but to them it's like it's like they're doing a character accent because they have to pick what american accent they're using because there's so many available so they have to like find if you like a british accent you can do like the highfalutin snooty guy you can do like you know the cockney you can do like somewhere in between there's always different things you can do every time you do that you're choosing that what that person's you're instantly telling people what that background of their character is so it's like they get to like fucking cheat They get to come over here and steal our jobs and cheat by finding characters instantly, it's unfair.
0: That is my favorite part of watching The Great British Bake Off is like how you realize how many different accents there are. Oh yeah, it's crazy. So many. And my favorite is the kind, I don't I, it's maybe Cockney adjacent, mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's the kind where the letter T becomes a letter S almost. Um, so example? like if you were to say Twitter, mm-hmm. it would sound like Switzal, Switzer, it's like a very wet t. Switzer, right. a tots. Like if they're making like a tart, yeah. it's a tots. <laughs> That's my favorite <laughs> British accent. I love it.
1: It's like uh, it's like chav with a lisp.
0: It's like you know what, say it you know again. What chav is. No, what's a chav?
1: A chav is like it's kind of a somewhat derogatory term, but also it's it's like sort of like a uh, city redneck. Um, city? It's sort of like.
0: Oh, Okay.
1: It's like you know who Lily Allen is. Sure. She's considered to be the queen of the Chavs. It's like people who wear Burberry yeah. and gold, yes. and hang out in like the lesser, desi- lesser desirable areas of London, who are really into like bass, this and, country. Uh, yeah, it's like Adidas, Adidas yeah. shell got the Burberry, and it's yeah, they're they're like street folk in a way.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> I know what you mean.
1: Yeah, it's Chav is something that. Cause it's so classist over there, you know what I mean? It's the like...
0: Misfits. Did you watch that?
1: I didn't. What is that?
0: It was a British show about like delinquent teenagers who have superpowers. Oh, and I think I The like first this. season is so fun, and they're all chavs mostly. Yeah. And my favorite character is like just like such a chav and is Does always like burberry mouthing off, and she's always yelling at people, yeah. And she like has like a really slick back ponytail, like that's tight, the thing. Tight, that's a chav, chav thing, yeah. Ponytail, the front, like the little she would out, like, wall. It was for whatever reason, it was always in the like, like previously on the Misfits to like mm-hmm. explain how we got there. She had the line that was the exposition that explained them getting superpowers. So you heard it every single episode, and the line was, "The storm, the lightning, it did something to us," <laughs> and like. I loved every episode. There's a, it's like a hundred episodes of every time. How new time. is it? Is it the new? The storm, the lightning, it did something to
1: us. I love is it, it. Is it an older show?
0: It's older. How it came old? out like in 2010.
1: Okay. I had yeah. to watch this because this is a show I used to watch as a little kid. It was on Nickelodeon, but I think it was a British show. And there's a line from it that I always remember. I used to talk about it all the time, but I think someone found out the origin of it. And once they found it out, I was like, okay, I'm bored with it now. But it was like, this kid goes, Megabot, you can teleport. There's a kid named Megabyte. And these kids can teleport and stuff. It was it's probably the same show, just re-yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like Heroes like a million times yeah. over. But I'm sure Heroes is like an American knockoff of something better. Probably. Um Do you remember this? Um But grandma, they're not cookies, they're Newtons.
1: Oh my god.
0: That was a fig Newton commercial from the 80s that they played for like 20 years.
1: Yeah. Thought you were about to tell me that was me.
0: That was me. That, that was, was me. my first job as a little uh-huh. child actor. A little. Uh, yeah.
1: So did you have like a stage mom? I did. Kind of? Did you? Did. did she get you into it or were you like, mom, I have to do this?
0: No, it was a little bit of both. It, it was mm-hmm. very mutual. People always want to know, like, was there like some like Dina Lohan situation? Oh, yeah. uh, no, it was, it was very mutual. Like, uh, I was very bad at sports and my parents, that made my parents very upset and me very upset. And we we're it like, made upset, what? made them upset, really? Oh my God! My mom cried herself to sleep once because I was so bad at basketball.
1: Oh my God! That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, wow. I think it
0: was ge- like really like real talk. I think it was like they were realizing their son was gay and they weren't prepared for that.
1: Oh, so that was like the skin of it was he's so bad at basketball. Yeah. Really, it's like he so doesn't want to be with a woman.
0: Exactly. Wow. Exactly. They're like we have a they, we have a big problem, but we're just going to kind of pour it into a smaller problem.
1: Well, how old were you then? You said. When you were Um,
0: probably like nine, 10, 11. How
1: did you feel back then about your sexuality?
0: I was terrified. I was terrified. I had like, did you
1: feel like, is that something you were really aware of then? Mm -hmm. At what point, at what point were you the most, at what point did you like, we were fully aware, like, okay, this is definitely uh, something I am and not,
0: like like 10, 11, like 11. It was like, uh, it was kind of when I started acting because then I was suddenly like surrounded by adult gay men all the time. Like being in productions, going into the city and then seeing it and like, Mm -hmm. you know, being a little, it's one thing to like be a little kid who like has confusing feelings watching uh, WrestleMania. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: And it's one thing to be in the room and seeing two men kind of like casually kiss each other wow and be like uh and then talk to those men you know
1: so it must have helped you tremendously right because that was like at such a young age you got to
0: it should have it honestly like it should have basically like i should have been what that was was like good role models of like look you can be a gay man and you can um be happy and work and do really cool stuff. And, uh, but it just, it just didn't work. Like I was too, I wasn't ready. I was too scared. Mm -hmm. And it just like, it felt like it was like escalating something that I wasn't ready to face. And then that's
1: so interesting to me. I think a lot of people, since they get that wrong about the idea of like coming out as being a thing where you could be surrounded by gay people. You could have like all this messaging telling you it's okay, but it comes down to it. It's how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. And not about anything else. Because there's people who come out who live in like buttfuck Alabama and they feel threatened by like physical violence, but they come out. There's also people who, you know, live in the opposite of that and they never do. They don't come out for, yeah, for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. It's so like, it's, a, it's such a personal uh, journey. Right. Uh, not to use that word. Yeah. Um but it is very personal and and also I mean I I I do believe like from my experience like the parents can really make a break. They can really make a break and it's yeah. it's tough to like to like r- indict my parents like that so much but it's like it's just the truth it's like if if they if they if they helped i i was only scared as they would let me get scared of it and that we really the three of us me mom and dad we ran we were like this is a nuclear bomb
1: wow that's crazy
0: and it just yeah
1: so you didn't until you were out of the house it wasn't until then that you actually felt like how'd that work for you because you said you're 10 years old you're in theater you're surrounded you know a lot of gay people and a comfortable like healthy way but you mm-hmm. were and you feel like your parents definitely knew it but they didn't yeah. did you guys but talk they didn't about want to all?
0: we I, tr- I tried to come out to them when i was like 12 basically wow. when i first started acting and i'm seeing and i'm around these men uh-huh. I, I came i saw uh two two guys kissing like in front of a vending machine at a mm-hmm. rehearsal like during a lunch break of a rehearsal and was just like thrown deeply by that right. came home stirring 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 all night just we're like just so i have the same brain as that i've always had just like at home alone quietly worrying like mm-hmm. all day and that i think is where it comes from um and then I, yeah i just i was like mom i need to talk to you i need to talk to dad too let's all talk and i was like wow. 12. that's maybe brave 11. Though. yeah i mean it was just such a it just felt like such a weight i couldn't breathe i was just mm-hmm. like i got to get this off my chest and then, then i was like guys I didn't, I was afraid to even say it. So all I said to them was, what if I'm gay? I'm afraid I'm gay. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you're not, don't worry about it. And I was like, are you sure? And they were like, yeah, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Wow. You're not gay. Who cares? You're not gay. And I was like, okay, I'm Mm -hmm. not gay. Um, And then, you know, just that started like every year or two, my mom would check in and she'd be like, are you gay <laughs> and, and i'd be say? like no i'd say no wow. no we, we 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 decided remember we i'm not gay we established we this. established it i'm not gay Jesus. and it just it was for years of like them mm-hmm. being like my mom being like but are you gay but are you gay and for her it was just it was tough because it was like she knew i knew we all knew but we were all just really scared of what that would mean mm-hmm. um and uh, yeah it just, it just, I, I think I, I, I saw, I saw what their, I, I understood what their answer was. And I was like, that's what we're getting. And wow. then eventually it just got to a boiling point And, and then it like, surely like, exp- it was a huge fight. It was like, really like mom was crying. Dad was screaming. Like it was really, really, really intense. Uh, and then slowly <laughs> over like the next three or three years, we just got all the way over it and to their credit they like they really 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 like they they saw they saw the fault in their ways and fully like course corrected in a way that was jarring to me like i remember at this point i'd left home and i I moved to to here to la
1: so how old were you then
0: at this point i'm like 22 i came out to them i was like 19 18 19 were you still Uh, living
1: at home then or no
0: uh, I was at college, but I would come home for the summers. Okay, so it was. So I would like live with them for the summer, but then I would go, yeah. you know, live in the city all summer, all year. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, the, the first time that my parents came to visit me, uh, my dad, we went on a walk, uh, and my dad was like, "So how's the <clears throat> dating scene?" Wow. And I was like, uh, "It's fine." Uh, shut up. And like we just didn't, and I was just like. And then like left that like dinner or whatever. Got I got home and I was like, oh my God, like I think my dad's over it. And I'm certainly not. (laughs) And I'm like, we I gotta figure this out. So it 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 felt like my parents beat me to getting over it, you know? And then I was like, okay, I gotta figure this out because I'm still like I'm still up to my eyeballs in this.
1: And then it wasn't for you had come out to them at that point. Yeah. What about through high school and stuff? Did you have like a, a close friend that you talked Not at all. I
0: didn't really have great friends. Like right. uh, I had, I did have good friends. Cause I I'm immediately thinking of seven people who'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, I had good friends, but it just like it, I, I always felt like I, especially at the time I felt like I could trust no one, could share this mm-hmm. with no one. And also I was a very late bloomer so it was very easy for me to stay closeted. Yeah, yeah. When you're like five three and you look nine years old, like yeah. no one's like really. You're not sexual to, yet, and not even
1: sexualized no. at all. That's interesting. Yeah. So wow, that's crazy. That entire time. What about when you were working with um, you know, like you say those other actors who are older gay men? Did any of them they kind of like? Well, they ever give you like sort of a side eye, like, okay, sure, you're yeah.
0: One, one uh, man gave me a side eye and it like, and nothing inappropriate. Like, right. I mean, I was truly like 12 and I yeah. looked eight, um, but you know, there's just like a knowing, you know? Yeah. And he was just like a very, like, he was a very beautiful, very like just actualized man who mm-hmm. was like, I'm gay. And he you, ha- you got the sense that he was the kind of guy like who never could, or maybe also never would be closeted. Like wow. he just was like, I'm super gay and you're gonna deal with it. And cause mm-hmm. that was very much the feeling at the time. Um, and I, I remember he would look at me in a certain way that kind of, it might've just been in my head, but yeah. he would look at me in a way that communicated like, I know that you are not like all the other little boys, <laughs> And he had these like gorgeous green eyes, like a snake. He had these uh-huh. like pale green eyes. He looked like Justin Guarini.
1: <laughs> okay, I think I know how that is. Yeah.
0: He was like the first runner up of the first like he didn't win and Kelly Clarkson won. Oh yeah, And then they, I know they that had guy that guy movie yeah, yeah. from Justin DeCat. Now he's the Dr. Pepper person. Okay. Anyway, he looked That's so that's kind of what he looked like. And um, he would just freak me out. And I, and I know that I would like, I-, I was so mean to him as a kid because I was just like Blech. I hate you. I don't know why, but blech. you're reflecting back at me something I do not like. So I'm just going to go yeah. and I don't like you. And that was very much my experience with him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was like and then there was there was an, there was like a director of a musical that I was mm-hmm. working on that uh, always wore a, um, a, a purple like skin tight tank top. That's every cool. single day wore the same purple skin tight tank top and he would eat power bars. He was just like such a, like a nineties,
1: <laughs> This like, guy's great.
0: like nineties gay. Like he, like yeah. he, like he didn't have rollerblades on, but he always had rollerblades on. And like that was gay. his kind of energy. <laughs> and, uh, and it, he, that really, that, the, that blew my mind. Like I, I, I had to work with him so much and I had to look at him so much and my, it just made my brain like start to go into hyperdrive and I didn't, know how to feel
1: so was it the fight with your parents when you were nineteen or was it something else that pushed you to come out
0: I got outed by an acting teacher which wasn't great
1: Wow what well, yeah I mean, can you talk about that
0: sure yeah um I I started taking this acting class was
1: this in college or was this something else this is in
0: college so i have okay. come out to my parents but to no one else
1: oh wow just
0: but just bananas behavior like yeah, that's how that's i did i came out to that's, them first
1: am i wrong that's that's uh very Atypical? uncommon.
0: yeah okay yeah got it um yeah but like you know i i think in a sense like maybe but maybe like for jewish families that mm-hmm. might be less uncommon just in the sense that like parents can be like very enmeshed in their children's lives yeah. mm-hmm. like uh, well, I remember like when I was applying for colleges and stuff, I would always talk to my friends about it. And I would say like, well, we're going to do this. And we're thinking about Where?
1: this. And my friends would go,
0: who's we? <laughs> and I would go, Oh, me and my mom. Oh my
1: God. That's <laughs> cool. Oh
0: my God. And the idea that like, I wasn't mm-hmm. the idea that only I was applying to college was like truly laughable and just not the case. I was like, no, it's me and my mom are applying to college.
1: Yeah. Um, she's helping quite a bit
0: quite a bit quite a bit yeah um i mean she's the reason i'm here the, all of this said like my parents have been so supportive and like we got there and i i'm very grateful for them yeah um but it took a while and uh we I, wait what was i saying about You're
1: talking about being out in acting class in oh right right
0: so um i started taking this class where i've met great friends that i have kept to this day mm-hmm. and the class was really great it was also that class that showed me that i could cry i didn't know that i could do that um and she she kept giving me like these sad monologues like it be like your mom's dying and i would just sit there and cry about my dead mom mm-hmm. um but then the first week of class she was like are you gay and i'm like 19 i'm in <sighs> front of like a room full of like teenagers mm-hmm. and i was like Mm-mm. and and then she would give me these great monologues and push me and it would be so like like great and mm-hmm. i would leave and my mom would be like so how's the acting class going and i'd be like right. well it's incredible but like the teacher is like dead set on outing me because every week for six weeks she would say are you gay have you thought about it i think you are i want you to think about it next week are you gay are you sure i really want you to think about it because she had this theory that which is fucking bullshit but she had this theory that was <laughs> I like went
1: to say the opposite no fucking it's not brilliant
0: no yeah. bullshit she was like, it was like some fucking stupid ass quote from some fucking idiot that was like, if you like hold some part of you back, it renders the faults or something. I forget what it was, but basically it was like, if you aren't being 100% honest, then like you can't act. And it's like, okay, how about every closeted actor ever for decades, Right. fuck off, yes you can, yeah. Tell that to Rock Hudson, a fucking yeah. movie star. Like, shut up. Um, but I didn't have like, I didn't, I was so young and then scared. and didn't like have a brain to like defend myself like that. Um, so she just kept asking and I just kept saying no. And then like the first week she didn't ask, which was, was like a couple months into the class, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so I am gay. And then truly like the whole room was like, knew it, which is like, thanks a lot, great um and then after i came out all she would give me was uh monologues about dying of aids
1: oh my god so it's like this person who is kind of instrumental in a good way also is just yeah. kind of really uh tone deaf
0: oh my god like just that 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 like that like like older than a boomer because at the time she was very old yeah. but like that kind of new york liberal mentality oh, that like white new york liberal 100% who is like they're on the right side but they're just they're centering themselves. They're talking way too loudly. They're like they're miss yeah. they, they don't see the seven things they said that were weird cuz all they are focusing on like I'm not Republican.
1: Yeah. You That's know. so funny. It's such a such a clear type. I've I've had an act teacher who's like that. And you love them but at the same time you're also just it's a little bit of ex- a little bit exhausting.
0: Yeah. Oh, very exhausting. Um, And also, like, just really, like, New York, man, is fucked up. Like, so much of my, like, personal issues Mm -hmm. was, like, having 20 Brooklyn Italian cousins, having, like, these, like, lunatic parents, like, being surrounded by all of these, like, you better talk, tough enough or get the fuck out of here. You you fucking scared? Hey! You
1: know? And, like, don't have a fucking egg cream. You ah, having an egg cream?
0: You know? Your uncle watches one behind the music Mariah Carey, and then wants to like bludgeon you over the head of how to make it in the music industry. And you're like, oh man, oh my God, like just stop Is that
1: both sides of your family or hardcore? Like you grew up in New York?
0: I grew up in New York. My mom is Japanese from Hawaii. So her side of the family was all in Hawaii. Um, We'd see them every summer, but really grew up around my dad's side of the family, which was like Jewish and then also married into Italians. And they were all in Brooklyn. Double dose. Yeah, it's just like Jewish, Italian Brooklyn. So it's like, really you know. the
1: same thing. If you're from New York, if your family's from New York for a couple of generations, the difference between Jewish and Italian, there is no difference. It's, it's just very slightly different. Similar. slightly different what food you're serving. Yep, exactly. But the, the mentality is the same. It's the same like overbearing love, like eat until you feel sick. Where are you going? Why are you leaving now? It's like, well, it's yeah. been four hours. Like, what? what do you mean? We just sat down. It's like i don't i don't know firsthand but i have a bunch of close friends where it's like wow this is to me it's so interesting i just like i love it because it's so novel for me because it's the exact opposite of everything in the midwest Mm -hmm. because it's like people are in your shit all the time yeah something about like the the proximity is so you're just always so close that i think it was so funny to me it was like i remember one of my friend's dads who you know grew up on grew up in manhattan he like came up like in the sixties, you know, he was like a hipster back then. Just hearing him talk it was like a, t- hearing a cartoon. He just so would so it's just so much different than yeah. anything else. But yeah, it's and definitely it, when like you're a-
0: when you're in new york too like it never ends because it's like okay so like anywhere else in the country like you're from new york oh Mm -hmm. cool but then once you're in new york they're like what neighborhood are you from how long have you lived there (laughs) and it's like me being born in brooklyn but then when i was six i moved to long island is like, get the fuck out of here. Like everyone's like, you're not from Brooklyn. Fuck you, you're fucking Long Island. You're from, you're a Long Island pussy. Like, it was just like, if I even dared wow. mention that I was born in Brooklyn, everyone in New York ha- would have to demand. I also like announce that I have lived mostly on Long Island. And then when I'm like living in the city, it's like, well, what part of the city are you in? And it's Jesus. just like- Guys, what what do you need? Do you need this? Like you oh, fine, you win. You're the coolest, hardest New Yorker. you are you happy now? <laughs> Why are you yelling at everyone in your fucking life? Ah, oh, God. <laughs> Somebody tell, told tell. me
1: uh, who was there recently for a few like maybe a month or two for uh, some you know working on a film or a TV show, some crack. Mm-hmm. He was saying how he lives here, has for the last 10, fifteen years. He was saying that everyone in New York, is obsessed with LA. <laughs> obsessed. Like,
0: obsessed.
1: <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, I, lo- I I love visiting New York. I really love it. I watch, anytime I watch a show the past year, I'm like, oh man, I don't love New York, but I really miss visiting it. But, and it's like, we don't care about New York at all. We don't give a shit. We, mm-hmm. we think it's a great place. It's cool. Cool. Nice place. We don't live there, but, you know, it's great.
0: But Here's like what it with, is.
1: LA, you did this wrong. You fucked this up. You guys are like this. You do this.
0: It's because it's cuz the rent is so high.
1: The rent is so high
0: that you that you don't get any return on that. So <laughs> You have all this anger. It's, I mean, it's really like, it's real. It's also, it trickles down everywhere. It's like, yeah. I worked at restaurants in New York and I've worked at restaurants in LA. Restaurants in New York are so much harder because all of the all of your managers are literally screaming at you. Like you're in their family. It's ins- <laughs> You're like, I don't even know you. What are you screaming at me for? Like you will get screamed. I had a phone thrown at my head. Oh it's my because God. the rent is so high. So the stakes are so high. Like everything has to yeah. happen. You come to LA. Everyone's like, hey, oh yeah, clean the clean the ketchup. Maybe don't, who cares? Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh? I was like, why is no one, wait, how come no one's hitting me in the face? Like what's <laughs> going on? And it's just because the rent is a little bit more manageable. Yeah. People in New York are obsessed with LA. They fucking hate LA. I, how many times I'll be in a green room in New York and someone will just be going off on LA's for fucking losers. They're not really doing comedy. It's a gross place. No one's good. Oh my no God, it's so good. defensive. And then I'll say, I'm from, L- I live in LA. And then they go, oh, I'm going to be out there in three weeks. Do you, exactly. do you know any shows I can get on? Oh my God. And I'm like, what are you doing? What yeah. are you doing? Also, like, I'm from here. You're from mm. Minnesota. Like how many <laughs> people from Pennsylvania who've lived in New York for however long want to tell me I'm like, you know, I'm Long Island trash?
1: Oh, so. yeah. That shit's crazy. I think it's also the thing where. I don't know. I mean, um I just totally lost my train of thought, but I guess it's like the they hate it so much, but at the same time do you, do you have to come out here? Like if you really want to actually have a job, you probably have to live here unless you want to I don't know. I, I don't even know what you have to unless you get on one of the random shows or something that's out there mm-hmm. and even or unless you're like incredibly wealthy.
0: I just don't you, know how people don't hear themselves when they complain about la like this is so it's so hack to hate la
1: oh it's the most hack even if you hate
0: it just like what like no one's making you come here it's like it's like it's so you and also you would be thrilled you would never stop talking about it you would lord it over everyone if you had to quote unquote had to come here for work yeah stop
1: it's also like la is such a dinosaur not just a dinosaur it's so it's not one thing it's Mm -mm. so big Yeah. there's so many things going on here it's like how can you it's so goddamn incredibly big that you can't you can't hate it's like hating it's like hating oh man i hate the i hate an entire country or something hate
0: hate the hate the lapd hate the smog yeah move on other than that it's like what are you talking you don't even know what you're talking about
1: i wonder if it's going to change a bit now after the pandemic because or if it's gonna get worse, because um, I mean it's gonna be ending here I'm not like next. I mean, I feel like it's easing up, but I mean the next year or two, stuff will probably level out. I wonder if mm-hmm. the New York attitude will change a bit, or if it's just gonna double down.
0: Uh, I mean it. I yeah, I think it will. I don't think I think every. I think we're just gonna get more of everything, not less of it.
1: You mean more of everything, like in general, like all kinds yeah. of stuff.
0: Like more of all things. Everything will just be like whatever it was before well you'll just have more of it i I don't know i feel that's how i feel but sounds kind
1: of scary like what do you mean i don't know i mean i'm kind of scared (laughs) i'm so scared
0: i'm like it's i i just spent the better part of a year holding my breath around strangers underneath two masks like yeah i i I can't just turn that off you know it's like i'm still freaked out like i i like the first time i hung out with friends i was like so nervous
1: yeah me too i also i feel like um I really had to work on when I'm when, I, when I'm saying and how sorry when I speak and how I listen. I think I get I get super distracted now when someone's talking.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: if I'm with someone in person, I will be. It takes everything I can to stay focused on listening to them because it's so easy to be distracted. And I always think about it like uh, you know how you, right now if you need to go to the bathroom or have a glass of water, you could have it like that. But normally in life, like you'll be somewhere and, wow, well, there's not, it's not immediately available to you. What do you do? Yeah. Well, I guess you have to seek the thing you, you want to find. And it may take 10 minutes. It may take three hours. But either way, you have to do it because you're not, it's not, yeah, it's not right there. And so it's like a thing where I feel like it's the same thing with your mind where you don't have an out, con- you don't constantly have an out. And so you have to like, retrain your brain to focus on things in a way that, um, it's almost like a frequency or something. It's, yeah, we gotta it's weird.
0: We have to remember planning ahead.
1: Yeah, or you have to like um pack just a snack. Pay attention <laughs> yeah, pack a snack. Pack a snack, pack a bathroom. Same yeah. with stand up too. I've only done stand up twice since uh in the past like two weeks. It was the first times I've done it in the mm-hmm. in you know, a year, a full year. And it was so strange. It's all this stuff where a lot of times I'll think about something right before I go up, like, oh, I want to riff on this this thing in the moment. And I totally forget it up there. And um, yeah, it's like I just, my brain is just not, it's not quite in that mode yet where I can kind of, um, where I can just go off script. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm so impressed. I, I mean, but I'm, I'm always looking at my notes on stage. Like I'm oh, just like, okay. I think that's just like, I, it's like sometimes I like, if I'm doing enough stand up like you start to remember, like you're doing the same 10 minutes. Right, like at yeah. least for at least for a week, you'll do the exact same ten minutes mm-hmm. by the end of the week, I don't have to look at the phone as much. Mm-hmm. but I also I don't know. I just I like to look at my notes and i I really get like wrapped around um, like whenever somebody like offers like a critic, especially someone who doesn't do it who offers a criticism, oh. like I have such an authority complex with that of like, let's say there's like a producer or like someone in power who's like judging my stand up, mm-hmm. who's going like, you looked at your notes.
1: Oh yeah, totally.
0: Demerit. And I'm like, you don't even fucking do stand-up. Don't talk to me. Like, yeah. I'm just like, I get such, I get hot about it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I, I used to be so like, that stuff used to crush me. Like the idea that like the authority figure would reject me used to absolutely destroy me. And I would just throw myself out into the trash every time I was rejected. Mm-hmm. And it was so just hurtful and like unproductive and it wasn't until I started being like I'm gonna do this however I want to do it and if you don't like it I all I all I can do is prove you wrong but yeah that's, I'm still just gonna do it my way and so like when I see people who are like who'd never look at their notes and they're just on stage and they're just like free-flowing and remembering all their bits I'm like that's so impressive and it may be at some point that'll feel right to me but like for now, I'm I'm still in this like a little bit of like a like an angsty teenager phase where I'm like yeah. I'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna prepare and stuff, but like I don't like if if there is some like if you have decided something is a glaring fault, I'm gonna do it to show you that like you can still do well and do that thing, and then and does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I always think about, so I heard uh, this showrunner one time, and the first thing I ever worked on, he said um, he went to some show like he saw Sarah Silverman. This is, you know, fucking 12 years ago or something. Maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's long enough ago to where it's long ago. And he saw her, and she was looking at her notes, and he was like, he was saying how it bothered him because he's like, You know you you get a babysitter you kind of you pay for the babysitter you kind of don't want to see keep seeing notes on stage that was (laughs) in my head to where i'm like he's kind of right in a way if you pay if you pay 30 bucks for a ticket and you're seeing someone who's supposed to be like preeminent you kind of like maybe you don't want to see notes but otherwise it's like who gives a fuck?
0: Well, well. As soon as I'm getting paid that much money, I exactly. will be minimized. Exactly,
1: exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like a thing where I get, I get it, but also at the same time, you're seeing so. If you're seeing Sarah Silverman, yeah. her whole thing is coming up in that alt scene where that was the rejection to the polished comedy. Just we've mm-hmm. come so far from it now. I feel like people don't even understand what any of it means because we're so far from the the stand up boom of the '80s that the rejection to it has become mainstream. And so yeah. now it's like they're kind of muddled together and you can't really separate them. So it's totally. hard to really know. I don't I think. I think I'll, now people think alternative comedy is just something that they don't like. Like, if I say something that's not funny, like, oh, that's alternative comedy. It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't even know what it means. I mean,
0: God. Ultimately, it's like there's so many ways to succeed. Yeah. That... There. If anyone tries to present me with, with concrete do's and don'ts, I'm like, I don't trust you because oh, it, yeah. whatever, whatever your don't is, we can name seven people who are famous for doing that don't. Mm-hmm. So, like, leave it out.
1: <laughs> it's total, total bu- All that stuff is such bullshit. It's all this weird stuff where people have created an idea that, oh, you don't do this because it means this, like I used to, when I first started, I had this big piece of foam that had, uh, was for like shipping VHS tapes, had this Mm -hmm. long joke about it. It was a fucking great joke, right? But I would bring it on stage. I'd have it like hidden off to the side of the stage and I'd grab it, just joke about how like, you know, I'm doing great, I'm doing fine. Like my friend's dating a model and everything, but you know, I found this piece of foam. It's really nice and clean. Like it was just you know dumb joke about how like, and it was a funny joke you know I loved it there it forever. So sometimes it would fucking crush. I remember a guy being like, "Oh, you're a prop comic, huh?" It's like, what? Like, cause I have like a thing. Cause I had just so much balls back then that I didn't, I didn't you know I couldn't do that now I think, but back then I just didn't give a fuck about anything at all i was like if if i think it's funny i don't give a fuck and some guy be like you're a prop comic i guess so i'm like um what are you talking about like i'm not yeah. a comic. i don't bring up a bunch of stuff and do like tricks like no. carrot top and even then it's like who cares
0: yeah a carrot top is very rich
1: <laughs> yeah he's incredibly <laughs> wealthy <laughs> yeah. yeah, all those guys are all that, that's the key to money is props
0: you know, I one time I went to uh, I had I went to a Flappers audition mic like very early on. Ooh,
1: I'm I'm ready for this. Ooh, cause I feel like Flappers is the place where a guy who uh, I can't even say it, but a guy who a guy
0: who's soaking wet in a Rangers jersey, but in a bad way.
1: Yes, I, or a will guy tell who's you like,
0: how to make it.
1: There's so much of that stuff where how oh yeah. But I want to hear this. I'm gonna
0: hear- okay. So I use it. I use uh, in the. I was trying this bit probably for two weeks Uh, and i wanted it to work because it made me laugh so hard and it was so true to me but it didn't ever quite get there and i just gave i gave up on mm -hmm. it but the joke was about butt sex farts the kind of farts you have after butt sex okay uh because i know i didn't know about it nobody told me until they were happening and i and it's very can be surprising. Basically, and then I would do essentially an act out of a butt sex fart, which was if anyone doesn't know what a butt sex fart is, it's something like this. <sighs> <laughs> like there's no resistance. Yeah. Like you not you you can't tell if it went in or if it went out. Right. It's like a it's like a gust of wind. There's no there's no sound because you've been loosened up. Right. Anyway, that was the bit. And I I'm doing this audition mic and I'm trying it out and whatever. And uh, you can stay for feedback and you can
1: I, you can stay and baby i did
0: i did i'm surprised they don't make you
1: fuck honestly if you told me and you can stay and for an extra ten dollars or two drinks you can get feedback
0: it's like uh that's the whole point stand up is feedback like that, yeah. we got the feedback yeah. we were up there no one uh, laughed at my butt sex fart joke i got it god anyway i stay for the feedback um wait let me let me close this window because we're, we're getting uh, a lot of noise hold on I thought that was
1: my beep Nice backup. I love it. They do like a good backup beep, though. It's kind of nice. A good old backup beat.
0: Should I wait for that to pass? Can you hear it?
1: I love it. It's texture. Sound texture, Um, I enjoy it. Yeah.
0: So uh, You stayed
1: for feedback.
0: So I stayed for feedback. And I talked to this guy who clearly really did not like my set or me, uh-huh. um, and one of his many criticisms of what I had done up there, which by the way was a good set, we had fun. It was like three really fun minutes, mm-hmm. um, and he goes, "Yeah, I don't like I don't like that that fart joke. Uh, it's it's hack. I've seen it before." Okay, yeah. And I was like, "Wait, what?" I was like, "Wait, so you you're telling me that there are a ton." of <laughs> comedians talking about how they fart after butt sex yeah. all you see every night all these all these gay men on stage talking about how their farts sound after butt sex and he's like yeah it's hack i've seen it and i'm like okay thank you thank you and it's like <laughs> look you don't have to like it it's not it's not that funny yeah. but to say that it's hack is like it just can't be yeah, it just it's can't definitely be not hack yeah I have never heard one person. That's why, that's why, that's why I tell the joke. Cause when I first had a butt sex fart, it was news to me. I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, you know? Um, yeah. Also, so. I
1: think that whole thing about the whole, I, I remember um, talk about Sarah Silverman again. I remember seeing her like probably uh, 10 years ago or something like that. Talk about how, give advice to young comedians. Like if you want to talk about air food on the airplane, just fucking talk about it. It doesn't matter that p- other people talk about it cuz who gives a fuck if it's funny to you you just talk about it and there's no such thing as a hack premise there's just a hack way to address it mm-hmm. and i feel like hack is the big thing about hack hack is pandering if you are pandering that's what hack is is when you're like trying to get something just to get it and not because you enjoy it and i think no one ever said that to me or i feel like it took me a while to realize that's what hackism really is it's yeah. just joyless, like pr- kind of like profiteering of, of stand up and not like doing it because you think it's funny. Totally. It's like, oh, this is they're, they're gonna love this. It's like, well, do you like it? Well, it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like this. You 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 can succeed doing anything truly, yeah. if you are you know doing it the right way.
1: Yeah, as long as you're having fun. Say, um, where can people find you online?
0: uh you can find me
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> at hack goldstein, goldstein twitter.com um you can find me at hey jared Hay all over oh
1: yeah that's a good one you have that locked down everywhere hey jared hey
0: i do here's the thing if i had known i would have gotten honestly i would have gotten jared at jared um or at least at hey jared, jared, jared better, goldstein actually. you do thank you oh
1: actually absolutely it's definitely better
0: you know what's funny when yeah. When I So I came up with that in like, I don't know, 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. And I would tell people, hey, Jared, hey, and they would laugh out loud.
1: Wow. But
0: now 10 years later, it's like, I'm like, God, it's still like, hey, J-, I'm like, I got to, I wish I just got at Jared, at JG, at J, leave it Dude, at that.
1: just think about it. It could have been a lot worse. You could have been the been. real Jared.
0: That's very true. That or you could have been very true.
1: not Jared Goldstein for a
0: second i was not jared kushner and okay. i'm not well, proud That's of it.
1: different. That's different. That's a that's a joke on that's a joke about a guy. It a jo- it's a joke yeah. about a guy. Hey Jared, um, hey.
0: What is your handle? And it's are just, they the same all across?
1: It's pretty much either Johnny Pemberton or just my nipples. Is it really? Yeah. Um my my youtube is just my nipples and it was my twitch name but i currently am indefinitely suspended from twitch. Perfect. Due to my username that I have been using for nearly a year, oh wow, and I have not incurred a single strike otherwise, but out of nowhere, I've been suspended due to my username. Um, who knows? Maybe by the time this podcast comes out, this will have been resolved. But um, <laughs> yeah, either way, it's one of those things where it's like, it's it, this is a weird time. <laughs>
0: it really. I mean, it's, yeah, I, it's so, so many of my friends are. Uh, banned from twitter right now and it's banned like okay just the the banning it's like yeah. trump just ruined everything uh, i think but... twitter
1: is twitter is a uh it's a cemetery at this point i think it's, it's like a cemetery with a few people walking like oh look at that you know it's it's, it's <laughs> trash it's a bunch of people whistling in a graveyard at night
0: it's <laughs> it's it's, spooky. To get it's shot. spooky it's definitely
1: spooky um
0: yeah yeah.
1: Thanks for being here, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having. Thank talking. you for letting
0: me yell into a MacBook for an hour. Yes. I really. This has been cathartic.
1: Yeah, it is. It's weird how podcasts—they um, really are actually. Because something about it. Because I think it's that thing where it just forces you to kind of just pay attention to something for a little bit. It's almost like watching a movie.
0: Yeah. I think it can. And be. it's a, it's a movie uh, where at the end of it you regret every part of it and you <laughs> want to apologize from the bottom of your heart for every part of this movie i apologize i stand by none of it um you're right i'm wrong
1: you saw a different movie than
0: i did so there you go okay great thank you